Hello and welcome to Super Great Kids Stories, wise tales from storytellers around the world, which will make you laugh and sometimes cry. Recommended for ages 5 to 105. I'm Kim and I love stories. Hello Super Great Kids and how are you? I'm happy because lots of you have been telling us how much you enjoyed the film of our show. We'd love someday to do a show in the US. Or maybe some of you could come here to the UK to meet us. Our current theme is tricksters. And the story this week is a retelling of a tale from Mexico called The Lamb and the Wolf. It's told by the gifted storyteller Chris Bostock. And it's another story about the little guy outwitting the big guy, who in this story has lots of teeth. Can you howl like a wolf? Ow! That's good. But be careful. If you're in a car right now, you might start getting funny looks from people in other cars. Before we begin, can you think who you'd choose as a trickster if you were making up your own trickster story. Would you use a Nancy the Spider-Man? Or Djibouti the tortoise from Brazil? Or Coyote the Native American trickster? Or Br'er Rabbit from the US? Or Raven from the northwest of the US? Or would you be the trickster in your story? Why don't you have a think about that while we have a word with the grown-ups? Ready? Off you go. Hello, super great kids. I'm back. So, I wonder which trickster you'd use in a story of your telling. Maybe you could start thinking how you'd tell your own trickster story. But first, have a listen to this one. Are you ready? Mouth open, story jump out. Hello, my name's Chris, and I know you like stories, but do you like surprises? Oh, well, I have a story for you all about a little lamb. A farmer once had a fine farm. And on that farm he had lots of animals, including some sheep. He looked after his sheep very well. But one year, one of the mother sheep, a ewe, she wasn't very well. And when her baby lamb was born, she couldn't look after it. So the farmer looked after the little lamb. And he fed that baby in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, in the night time until that little lamb was strong. And then he said, Now, my little lamb, you can go to the field, and you can eat the grass and the sweet clover and become strong. And the little lamb trotted down to the field with the farmer. It was full of flowers and grass and clover, and she skipped and she played in the sunshine. And the little lamb was very happy indeed. Not far away from that field... There was a dark 
wood, and in that dark wood there lived a dark wolf, a big wolf. Ow! Yes, that big. And the wolf was hungry. No, the wolf was very hungry. And the wolf came out of the wood, and the wolf came down to the field, and the wolf sniffed, and the wolf saw a delicious little lamb. And the wolf went to the side of the field, and he said, Hello, little lamb. <laughs> Would you like to come and have dinner with me? The little lamb said, Mr. Wolf, um, why are you licking your lips? Well, I'm, I'm hungry, I'm, and it's nearly dinner time. Would you like to come and have dinner with me? Oh, thank you, Mr. Wolf, said the little lamb. But do you want to have dinner with me, or do you want to have me for dinner? What? I want to have you for dinner, my dear. <coughs> no, no, no. I, I want to have dinner with you, my dear. Now. Oh, Mr. Wolf, you're dribbling. You look very hungry. I think you are trying to eat me. Oh, Mr. Wolf, don't eat me, please. I'm only very small and I'm only very little. But if, if, if I eat some more grass... And I'll grow strong, and I'll grow big, and I'll grow juicy, and then you'd be able to have a much bigger dinner. Why don't you come back a little later? Huh? Uh, yes, bigger, juicier. Good idea. I'll be back in one week's time. And the wolf went all the way back to the dark wood. But the wolf was so hungry, he lifted up his head to the sky and he cried, Ow! And all his cousins called back, Ow! That made him much happier. Every day, the little lamb went down to the field and she ate the grass and the sweet clover, and she did grow bigger. And one week later, when the little lamb was eating the grass and the sweet clover, the wolf came out of the wood again. And he came to the fence and he said, Ha, ha, little lamb, I can see you are much bigger and much juicier now. And it's dinner time. Mr. Wolf? Yes? Would you like to have some cheese? Eh? What's cheese? Cheese is very nice. Good. What does it look like? Cheese is very round. Round? I don't mind round. What colour is it? Cheese is yellow. Eh? I don't mind round and I don't mind yellow. Cheese is very big. Ah, 
I don't mind round. I don't mind yellow, but I, I do like big. Where is it? You can't have it now. You will have to come tonight and down by the lake, and then it will be all for you. All for me? I like big, and I like all for me at the lake tonight. And the wolf went away. The little lamb ate the grass throughout the day, and when it came to night-time she went down beside the lake. It was a beautiful evening. There were stars shining in the sky, and a big, round, yellow moon. The wolf came out of the woods. The wolf came down by the lake. Where is my cheese? And the little lamb pointed uh, not to the sky. She pointed to the lake. There it is, all for you. And there it was, big and round and yellow on the lake. All for me. The wolf ran forward and jumped. He splashed down into the lake with a great big splosh. And the water went everywhere. It went right up his nose, it went in his eyes, it went in his ears, it went in his fur, it went in his tail. And when he put his head above the water, he he could see the cheese, and it was all there. It was broken. He... (laughs) But every time he bit at it, he only got water going into his mouth. And then he remembered something rather important. He didn't know how to swim very well. And the wolf struggled to get to the bank. He was very cold, he was very wet, and he was very hungry. And do you think the little lamb was waiting there? She'd gone back to the home farm. She was quite happy. The wolf was very angry, and he lifted up his head to the sky, and there was a great cheese up in the sky as well. He cried out, and all his aunts and uncles called back, That was the only thing that kept him warm, and hungrily he went back to the dark wood and shook his fur dry. Very early the next morning, the little lamb came out of the farm and went down to the field and ate some grass and sweet clover, but she didn't wait. She went out of the field, and she followed the path that went up the side of the hill until she came to a little cave, and there she sat and there she waited. The wolf woke up and came out from the dark wood. He looked all around the field. The little lamb was not there. He sniffed, he searched, and soon he found a trail, and he was able to follow where the lamb had been, out of the field, along the path, up the hill, to the mouth of the cave. Ah, there you are, little lamb. I've got you. 
the little lamb was lying on her back in the cave, quite still. And I am going to eat you now. Oh, oh, Mr. Wolf, please don't eat me now. Can't you see I'm busy? I'm holding up this big rock. And if you eat me, this rock will fall down on your head and you will die. <sighs> what can I do? Well, if if you come and hold up the big rock, I will go and get some help, and then you can have your dinner. <clears throat> Good idea. Move over. <clears throat> and the wolf wriggled into the cave and put his feet on the roof of the cave, and the little lamb skipped off down the hill. Do you think she went to get any help? Of course she didn't. She went back to the field and she ate the grass and the sweet clover, and the wolf stayed there, pressing his feet against the roof of the cave until his legs were getting so sore. I can't hold on much longer. Little lamb, help me. His legs were getting so tired, and eventually I'm going to have to let go. And he did. And do you think the big rock fell down on him? No, it didn't. He was in a cave. He'd been tricked again by that little lamb. But his legs were so sore. Oh, his legs were hurting so much. He go, oh, oh, oh. He couldn't walk and he couldn't move and he had to lie there all night long on the cold, cold stones. And he lifted up his head to the starry sky and he cried out, oh. And all his friends called back, And that was the only thing he had to keep him warm. But when the sun came up the next day, the wolf got up and he felt stronger. And the wolf went all the way down the hill until he came to the farm. And he waited outside the gate. And when the little lamb was just about to go to the field... The wolf was waiting for her. Got you, he said, and now I am going to eat you all up. Oh, 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 all right, Mr. Wolf, you can eat me, but please, please don't bite me, please don't chew me, if you could open your mouth wide. I will run and jump inside. Huh? My mouth isn't big enough. Oh, yes, it is. Your mouth is very big. Your mouth is as big as a lion's. Oh, <laughs> you really think so? Yes. Show me. Huh? 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 No, it'll have to be bigger than that. Huh? 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 
have to be bigger than that. Very good. Don't move. I'll run and jump inside. And the little lamb ran all the way to the little hill. She turned around... And when she was ready, she ran, as fast as ever her legs could carry her, straight towards that wolf, and she jumped right into the wolf's big nose. She banged her head on his nose so hard that all his tears squirted out like fountains. She banged on his nose so hard that all his bogeys came out like bullets. She banged on his nose so hard that there was a cracking and a crunching and a breaking sound, and all Mr. Wolf's teeth cracked in his mouth and fell down to the floor. I can't eat you now, said the wolf. I've got no teeth at all. I'm going to have to go back to the forest and eat mushrooms. And he did. The wolf went back to the wood and he never went near that little lamb again. Oh! And that's the end of the story. Thanks for listening. Bye. Ah. Oh. Thank you to Chris Bostock for that splendid story. What a clever little lamb. She didn't give up, did she? I wonder how the wolf managed without any teeth. What would you feed him? Porridge? Soup? Anything else? Did you know that wolves have 42 teeth and four toes with claws? And when they're born, they have bright blue eyes. More wolf facts in our Owlet Letter for subscribers. And if you like wolves and haven't already listened to it, there are a lot of wonderful recordings of the Russian story Peter and the Wolf by Prokofiev. Lots of people have told that story, but probably the best version is narrated by David Bowie. It's worth finding. It's a great listen. Now, it's time to have a dig into my bag of happies and say a big thank you to some owlets who've been supporting our podcast. And hello to Robin and Isla from Horsel in Surrey, who came to our show in Isha. They love listening to super great kids in the car on their way to see Nanny and Papa. Their daddy's favourite story is Mama Dragger. Hurrah! And hello to Melina from Greece, who is five and a half. Melina has just finished kindergarten 
and she sent us an imaginative picture of Baba Yaga, the Russian witch, wearing a hat with a moon on it. And next to her picture, her mum has helped write out a lovely story which Melina has told about how Baba Yaga likes to swim in the cold sea and that she has green hair and a purple dress and she never dies. A super great story, Melina. Thank you. And hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo, and hello now to super fan June, who is five and a half from Chapel Hill, North Carolina in the US. June's favourite story is River Mama, all about a mermaid. I wonder if you would have kept the mermaid's comb, June, if you'd found it on the ground. Now, lots of you sent pictures of our stories, which Story Owl has posted on our Facebook page this week. Our pick of the pictures are... Emmy, who is six and lives in Ontario in Canada. Emmy is a fan of all Baba Yaga stories. She's drawn a brilliant picture of Baba Yaga's house with a green domed roof with hissing geese sleeping on it. And there's a fence all around with glowing skulls. Just lovely, Emmy. And thanks to Daniel, who is five and lives in Lymington in the UK, for his wonderful picture of why crocodiles sleep with their mouths open. I really like your crocodile with lots of sharp teeth, who is staring at a rainbow chocolate bar. Delicious. Good writing too, Daniel. Really well done. I do like that story. It's such a lot of fun. I wonder what would happen if a crocodile came to your school. And thanks to Zavi, who is six and lives in Kamloops in British Columbia in Canada. Zavi has drawn a great picture of Starchild and Father Frost and Snow Wolf. Wolf is howling away and Father Frost is wonderfully blue and spiky. Just lovely, Zavi. Thank you. And Elise, who is seven from Dublin in Ireland, has drawn an intricate picture of the Owl of the Oak story with the golden eagle and the owl talking to each other with speech bubbles. Really well done, Elise. Thank you for sharing that. That's it for this week. If you'd like to see these drawings, they're all on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash stories. Do send in your pictures for us to share on Facebook with other story lovers. And if you'd like to send a picture, either attach it to our Facebook Messenger or scroll to the bottom of our website at supergreatkidsstories.com. Look out for the film of our show in Surrey. You can buy it from our website at supergreatkidsstories.com. In the meantime, keep telling your stories and singing your songs and howling. Sorry, grown-ups. Ow! See you soon! This story was recorded at Wardour Studios in London.